his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana. Welcome. Episode 185 of the Hoosier Happy Hour podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here as always with co-host Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? Sober and ready to chat. That's not what we're supposed to do on this podcast anymore. I know. Chat, yes. Sober, not so much. I just started drinking, so buckle up. Um, it's Seth's here. That's a you don't have to drink at happy hour, right? Like you can get like I'm, I'm snacking some, on pretzels. You know, get some pretzels or some, some Ugh, Nazi don't sticks. eat from like the like the trough of pretzels. Don't no, know. I don't no. know what he's doing. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a trough of pretzels. Like a communal a, tray of pretzels. Like I've seen a communal tray of like popcorn peanuts. Oh, peanuts. Oh, don't ever put your hand in there. Peanuts. Why not? Peanuts. Yeah. Seth's here, by the way. I don't know if anybody heard that. At say top five. Block him. If you haven't done it already. He's going to get even more obnoxious because he's already hung his December number one in the country banner for Purdue basketball. And chances are he'll hang a January one and probably a February one. And then probably UMBC. We'll he got me worked up last week. He got me worked up in the pre-show. And now you're trying to do yeah. it straight out of the gate here. Love yeah. it. Love it. Come on. Up. Bring it on. Merry, Here's, Chris, Merry Christ time. Merry Chrysler. Happy um, holidays, guys. Come on. I guess. Be inclusive. I didn't say anything. Merry Christmas. Um, so, okay. I want to start here. I want to apologize for last week's show. We didn't properly introduce the new name, I don't think. We just kind of unzipped it flopped it out on the table and said here it is <laughs> right so i think just so everybody knows this is what was the leo podcast <laughs> it's just it's the same thing we're the same people it's just a little bit different we'll have a new logo we've got a new logo already this was just like a i think our buddy did like a quick ai like get you something a little bit different kind of logo Dude, going what on. about the indiana hoosier fan base Dude, and their insane, ai skills insane right don't zoom in okay don't zoom in on them because a lot of them are like it, it, yeah that's weird but if you stay back and look at it it looks fine but if you zoom in on the players their faces are all distorted there's no actual letters on their jerseys <laughs> like whatever um i got a quick question before we do that, either way, we're going to come out with a new logo soon and then I'll continue with the other stuff. Yes or no. Does the does the cigarettes thing, does that make you feel a little bit? No, I love it. Really? As a guy who's never smoked cigarettes, I don't I literally don't. Well, I guess I like cigars, cigars, but... I cigars. We should do cigars, not cigarettes. A cig, 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 cignetti. You know what I mean? Cigar. It's the same cigar. Thing. Same thing. But it, it doesn't Seth make is waving feel... his finger. He's off mute. And yet he's going to type in the chat. Just it say, doesn't just make talk. me feel icky. It doesn't at all. It's funny. It's funny, but I don't want to be funny. I want to be serious. See, I don't. Oh, no. Oh. It's a good point. Yeah. 
we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna give them a platform on no. this platform. <laughs> no, so you guys not. don't get to know what Seth typed. So you guys no. don't get to know. I You'll never reasons. know. Needless to say, we are not going to live stream anything with cigars. Um. Okay. Just want to get that out of the way. Either a fire sale, sound the sirens. There's a huge fire sale going on. Did you on forget the to get your loved one something for they Christmas? Forgot. I'll deliver it to your house if you're local. I'll drop it right off in your mailbox. Yeah. We got vintage. I'm wearing one right now. I'm not even lying. They're, they can see it. I did a white elephant today. Mm-hmm. I got the thing that I gave was twerking Santa. Mm-hmm. And it was by far the best gift. Yeah, obviously. Um, and then I got the thing that you used to have. Um, I actually stole it from somebody. Um, the wood bottle opener with like the cast iron opener that you put on your. You had it on the oh, like yeah, yeah, pantry. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. put it in my garage, but that's like a nice piece. It is a nice I'm piece. I'm excited with what I left with my yeah. white elephant exchange today. I need to get a new a new piece. Um, yeah, either way. Free shirt, you know, not free shirt. Sorry, free sticker with every shirt purchased. Shirts are ten bucks. Are you kidding me? Where do you find a shirt for ten bucks anymore? Right? No, not even Walmart. I don't know. I don't shop at Walmart. No offense to people that shop at Walmart. I I can't. I just can't. Just can't. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Follow us if you don't already. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, that's weird. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you're in the majority. But you can find us at that Happy Hour I U F B Happy Hour. IUFB again, we are Elio Podcast, or we were. Now we're Happy Hour Podcast. Happy Hour IUFB is where you can find us. Check the link in the bio on Twitter or Instagram. It'll get you all the details. You can find everything if you haven't already found us. If you would have subscribed to us, wouldn't have been a problem. Patreon still exists, three dollars a month, no ads, twenty percent off on merch. Maybe we'll have some new merch coming out with a new logo. I don't know. Uh. Let's get into it, guys. There have been a few things that have happened since we've last talked. We'll run through the uh, agenda for the day, and then we'll get into it. We're going to talk about uh, early signing day, believe it or not. I know that comes as a surprise to a lot of people, uh, but we're going to talk about the crews that we just brought in. Uh, I think we're done for the day, but I don't know. Sigma, no, Sigma you have until end of day tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I know that there are, and you said you sent this, at least seven more potential transfers. That's from Coach Sig's mouth. Okay. Like literally yes. from his press conference, he said, we still have seven transfers coming. Has James Madison played? They have not, is what Seth is saying. He doesn't know, though. I'm surprised. He's a huge. So, And then, according to the great Matt Weaver of 247 Pigs, he has his number at 75 play- or 76 players. Okay, James Madison plays Saturday, the 23rd. Um, So, seven more. What do you say? Six? You said six? Seven more. Seven more. Plus 76. Okay. Okay. So, and that's, don't we have 85 scholarships or 83? Yeah. Plus, we have Christian Peterson of Carmel, who's still, still sitting here. Official visit on one. So that's 12. 84. That means yeah. there's only one more spot. And we still got some guys. So that's there's something, one guy I really want. There's from, from who transferred from us, right? Yeah. Whose we'll, name talk is still in the we'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it. Like, I want that because the math, it seems like Coach Sig's got his team. It seems. 
and I like it. I think next podcast should be our depth chart. I think we go over depth chart at like a 30,000 foot view on this pod. And then maybe, so? yeah. Okay. I wasn't prepared for that, but we can do that. Just at a high level. I just have some things I wanted to point out. Okay. Well, Seth can help us out from the high level um, part of it. But let's get into our commits. So I had a bunch of them missing. So I'm just going to pull up the list here. Let's start from the top and work our way down. Just no particular order. And we're going to start with the probably the highlight of the class, maybe sixth best IU recruit ever. Yeah, literally ever quarterback Tyler Cherry out of Center Grove High School, a four star recruit, six foot five, 205. Heck of an arm has been quoted. Somebody's been quoted of saying the best arm talent in the 2024 class. The best arm talent in the 2024 class. Uh, we flipped him from Duke. I think it's, it helped when Duke's guy went to, where did he go, Seth? Texas A&M. Texas A&M. He's going to fail there, I'm sure. Uh, not a runner, but can run. Um, so, you know, I'm excited so to it's, see him. It is apparent what Coach Sig wants in a quarterback. He went out and got Rourke, 6'5", monster arm. Yeah, pro style. He went out and got Tyler Cherry, 6'4", monster arm like to me he is laying again it's two guys it's his first cycle the other alberto mendoza doesn't quite fit the mold exactly but to me don't i mean is it is that too small of a sample size to call that a trend i think so to begin with because he did just come off of i think a couple years of but he had his choice of transfer quarterback and he chose six five monster arm he chose uh, no, the best quarterback prospect in the state, right? Or the second best quarterback. I think he's the top quarterback in the state. And then he chose, I don't know. I mean, he was the so number see, one I, pro I, style quarterback in the in the transfer portal. I, I, dis, I disagree. Okay, no. I, what I disagree with is he could have kept Tim Carpenter. He could have brought his quarterback over from JMU. He could have had, he could have went a different direction at quarterback. Right. Dexter yeah. Williams could have stayed. There's obviously Taven Jackson. And my point is he didn't have to go with Rourke and Cherry. He pursued Rourke and Cherry. Okay. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not too early to see it. I don't know. Um, I love it. Six, yeah, five me too. laser rocket arm. He's got a lot of body to build on too. I mean, he's, he's skinny. Two Oh five is skinny for six, for six, five, but um, get him in the weight room and get started. So, so we got to run through these, Brandon, what else you got on him? So his only knock is he, and he didn't really need to. And at the high school level, but he doesn't exactly go through progressions. Now, is that because center Grove's wide receivers were just so much better and it was well-schemed routes? Who knows? But his he, he wasn't a true pocket presence, multiple read quarterback from, from what I read from, I forget what national. Um, it's, it's, it's on his, it's on his recruiting profile for 24 seven. Um, I'm not sure I didn't, I don't want to pull it up. It's fine. But I, I read the same thing. Um, yeah. I don't think it matters in the high school so yeah. much. I don't, I just don't think it does. And I'm not, I'm not thinking that you're going to sit back 
and go through a, a full progression in high school. You know what I mean? You're going to yeah. find an immediate open receiver and bam, done. Um, especially at center Grove. So, all right, let's keep rolling. Uh, the next guy we've talked a ton about, uh, one of the, a big keeper for me, uh, Josh Philiston is back on with IU, the cornerback out of West Palm beach, Florida, borderline four star, three star recruit, um, could be an immediate impact in the defensive backfield, uh, an area where we seem to be lacking a little bit of, um, experience and, and immediate insertable talent. Uh, anything else we want to add on him before we continue? You guys talent just stop rich, me. I'm just going to keep rolling. Yeah. Talent rich area of West Palm Beach. Oh, great yeah. high school. Huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, next guy, probably my favorite one in the class so far. A guy I've been real big on the entire time is wide receiver Charlie Becker out of Nashville. Uh, six foot three, 185 out of a private school down there in Nashville. A smaller school, but has put up big time numbers. I mean, this guy could walk right in. Uh, I don't think he immediately plays and we don't have to, to, we don't have to have him immediately play. This could be a, a perfect situation for him to sit back red shirt and, and take his time behind some big time wide receiver talent. What do you got, Seth? You're not going to like this, but Purdue's pulled a couple of guys from uh, Nashville lately at tight ends. They, uh, it's a nice little pocket of, of playmakers. There's no reason not to like it. I mean, Purdue's always had a really good tight end rich uh, system. So I, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, next guy on the list and a guy, uh, another guy I'm really glad we kept around um, a, a top end talent in the state of Indiana out of Danville, Evan Lawrence, offensive tackle, six foot seven, 250 coming out of high school. Brandon um, could make a, a pretty, pretty early impact as well. Um, next guy on the list is a flip, correct? From uh, James Madison, I believe Quentin Clark. Linebacker. No, we, we we've had Quentin we Clark. Keep him. Okay. Yeah, we he, we we retained Quentin Clark. You were okay. really excited about him. Yes, I do remember Quentin. He Clark. he, he Quentin fit Clark. the four two five really well. He will probably play inside linebacker in the four three. Yeah, and and we're gonna need some help, I think, in the linebacker room a little bit here to get started. And he he's gonna come in from a big school in Dublin, Georgia. Uh, six foot one, two hundred five, three star recruit at linebacker. Uh, another guy I'm glad we kept. Again, another possible immediate impact guy. Uh, Seth, his name. Adamola Ajani. Johnny. I know Ajani. That's the easy part. There you yeah. go. Out of Speedway, Indiana. Uh six foot four, two seventy coming out of Speedway. Um, another that's big guy. the size I like. The big one. Big time interior, six foot four, and then a beast at two seventy. So let, let, let's go back to Evan Lawrence just real quick. Go ahead. I don't think he's Cut immediate me because he needs to gain about twenty to thirty pounds. Yeah, he, he, well, he, I think he a Johnny does too. I think a Johnny um, Johnny could add it pretty quick. Now these are these that are six seven, seven frame listed. fills out fills oh, yeah. out nicely. Oh, yeah, yeah, he he needs at least up to two seventy five before he sniffs a Big Ten tackle position. He needs to go sit at Buffaloes for about a week. Yes, right, Buffaloes. Just he needs to go from Mother Bears Buffaloes and then just all day, just a rotation seven days a week for about a month, and he'll be fine. Yep. Uh, next guy on the list and friend of the show, some would say Kobe Martin uh, out of Fishers, Indiana, running back six foot, 200 pound. Um, good athlete all the way around can catch the ball out of backfield uh, has pretty good spurt or pretty good burst. Um, should be pretty fun back there in the backfield. Going to take a little bit of time. I think before we see him um, again, we'll get in more into the depth and what we kind of see on the depth chart. Uh, in just a few minutes, uh, next few guys, or at least the next two guys, are some uh, newer guys, William De Pepe, 
De Pepe. De Pepe. Out of uh, Moline, Illinois, Seth Moline. Quad cities uh, where Illinois and Iowa come together, uh, not where the Quad City DJs are from. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, so yeah, not I, I'm assuming not a very rich Italian part of the state um, or Italian rich. There might be some rich Italians there, but not an Italian rich part of the state of Illinois. But either way, William De Pepe. Uh, coming in six, six foot six, two twenty five, an edge rusher uh, on defense. Again, these are going to be all three stars until I tell you anything different. Another guy I'm super excited about, Brandon. I don't know how much you looked into this guy. A JMU flip, uh, Jaja Boyd, out of Philly, Roman Catholic High School safety prospect. Um, they actually think they're going to try him out as a nickel, from what he said. Um, he's exciting, and he's he looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know how much you've looked into him. I looked at his highlight reels um, yeah. that he posted on Twitter. And, I mean, of course, they're highlight tapes, but bo- dude likes to hit. Yes. Um, what he, he reminds me of was former Steeler, current Cincinnati Bengal Mike Hilton, who was one of the best nickel backs uh, in the entire league. Um, plays okay. up to the line. It, it, yeah, probably slightly behind Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is a little bit, got a little bit better hands. Um, than than Mike Hilton, um, but yeah, I mean Mike Hilton can lay the wood, and that's yeah. exactly what Jaja Boyd definitely he does not, not with, shy away from contact. Yeah, definitely not. That's not Kenny Moore's specialty for sure. No. Not hitting hard. Uh, what I like about Jaja is Jaja likes him some Jaja. Yeah, that's what I like. He's swag, very swag, confident. Swag. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Very confident. Ready to go. I think he could make an early on the field impact as well. Uh, another offensive tackle, Austin Liebfried. Liebfried? 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 That's another one that you're going to love. Uh, big time, I think, recruit for us. We talked about him for sure out of Wisconsin. Um, six foot six, 265. Again, a lot of these guys, this is just their high school stat stuff coming in. We'll see what they officially weigh in when they report. I'm just. I'm assuming everybody for the most part is spring. Do we know who's spring? Who's okay. We don't know yet. Uh, hopefully we can find that out soon. Maybe on the next pod, we'll have that for you. Another guy who stuck around Brody Cosen out of Clarkston, Michigan, tight end six foot six, two twenty five. We love us some Brody Cosen on, so on this crazy podcast. spin on this on three, which I think we all agree. We like two forty seven better. Brody Cosen is the 12th ranked tight end in their system. Well, I, I'm not a big on three guy. Just to, I'm going to be clear with that. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. that ranking. I'll take it. I'll take that for sure. Um, Not a big. Nope. I agree. Uh, on three 75 guy. on uh, two, four, seven. But that's just a monster swing, right? I don't I don't know what that is. I thought I had to I at least had to bring that up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hand this off. I got to run for just a second. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah, guys keep going. Keep going. Yep. So um, I'm going to back up just one more back to Austin Liebfried again. Um, 6'6, 265. That's, I mean, bringing in 6'7 and 6'6, that's what you want. Um, I I do feel like our tackles have been a little shorter. Um, So I I like this size. I I like this size a lot. Let's jump to another edge guy, another edge guy from uh, Georgia. You can't have enough of those. Daniel. Nduke? Do you think that's how you say it? Nduke, yep. Mm-hmm. Nduke. Um, again, from Georgia. Uh, he's close to top 100 in his ranking. 
Um, again, a, not a lot of depth at edge. Not last year, not the year before. Need as many of those guys you can stack. Again, let's talk offensive line. This is our third offensive line, if I can do some scrolling. Fourth, no, fourth offensive lineman, um, which, again, I feel like, Seth, don't you think you need to add four or five every cycle? At least, yeah, and especially these big Wisconsin boys. I mean, that's that's been a – this is – when you start looking at the heights and weights, well, not necessarily the weights yet, but you look at the heights, and that seems like a prototypical old offensive line from Wisconsin. Um, so, so you can definitely feel some Bob Bostat still uh, putting his thumbprint on the, uh, yeah. on the recruiting here. This is about as Wisconsin as Wisconsin gets in name and everything. Mitch Verstegen from Kokana, Kokona, Wisconsin. How'd I do? Close enough. How would you pronounce the city that is from? Kakawana? Kaka- no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just flatly no. <laughs> no. I Kakawana? 18th in state. Second guy from Wisconsin. You're absolutely right. This this is Bob. This is Coach Bob handpicking dudes. Um, next guy, weirdly, two quarterbacks in the class, two freshman quarterbacks in the class. You don't see this often. For me, I got a little bit of theory here. This is Coach Sig and is not backing down from an offer. Right? They don't want to burn bridges in Miami. He comes from a absolute powerhouse high school, and I don't. And this is this is going to sound like I'm disparaging the kid. I'm not. This kid is up for Mister Florida. He's a two time state champion. Um, so he he very well may have earned every bit of this scholarship. But for me, they didn't want to burn bridges and kept honoring the con- or honoring the 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 offer sheet. Um, because he is significantly lower. I mean, we said Tyler Cherry is the uh, 18th best quarterback. Alberto Mendoza, the 133rd best quarterback. Yeah, I think the word that comes to mind or the phrase that comes to mind for me is insurance policy. And I think I think the other thing that really makes a lot of sense with him is like, well, I think you make a great point uh, sticking with your promises to the area. Um, and the fact that he's an insurance policy, if things go sideways, if transfers go somewhere else, you know, things happen. You have to have um, yep. multiple viable options at quarterback. So the fact that he's coming in, um, he's not afraid you know, of Tyler coming in. I think that, you know, I don't see that being an issue. And they're two different types of quarterbacks a little bit. Yep. Um, the guy who came to mind for me is Robert Marv, a uh, guy yeah. who, who started out at Miami, then ended up at Purdue. Same about size at 6'2", under 200 pound Um Marv was not ready for Miami U. Um, probably was barely ready for Purdue. Um, but that's a different story, different, obviously, path for this guy. Um, but but similar size, similar mobility. I, I liked a lot of what I saw from the uh, from the highlight tape. Yep. All right. Um, let's jump to a JMU flip. Uh, Mario Landino, uh, defensive lineman, looks to be a little bit more of an interior defensive lineman. 6'4", 255. Again, I think it's going to take him two to three years before he sees the field. You want to see that close to 30, 25, 30 pounds higher um, with him. Um, But again, he's from Emmaus, which is an absolute uh, Pennsylvania suburb powerhouse. Think of them in the vein, not quite a caramel, but like of that vein, just like the monster suburban um, Philadelphia high school. I know this um, because I had a very good friend um, leave my high school to go to Emmaus. Um, So 
That's that's him. And to round it out is a final JMU flip. Dontre Henderson, who um, only a two star, only 79 ranked, but the coaches were nuts about him. This happened Saturday or Sunday night. I don't quite remember um, because Sasha had a Christmas party. Uh, but um, the coaches were going absolutely bananas over this guy. And if our coaches like him, we like him. 6'1", 170, in a position that's much needed. We'll go over that here in a little bit. Um, but Dontre Henderson had the coaches hype this past weekend. Yeah, what was the one thing Coach Sig said about stars? He doesn't he look care. at stars. He doesn't he care. care. All right. Well, we're going to dive into transfers, and then we will do whatever else Brandon wants to do. Oh, are we going to um, talk about Christian Peterson real quick? We, we can for a second. I mean, the he's hard there, commit, yeah. hard commit verbal. I don't know if he's going to do anything else or if there's anybody else really sniffing. Let me take a look. So I don't what, what I heard, else. what I heard was the reason it got pushed back is he couldn't get a visit with. the Okay. Coach. Okay. And he wants to come down and talk to the coaches before he commits and scheduling. <laughs> I didn't talk to the guy. This is from Matt Weaver. I just want to not cite this as something I know. But that was the reason why he didn't sign now, was he has not had a chance to make it to Bloomington. When is the second signing day? February 2nd. Okay. Fourth, That's what something I thought. early, super early February. So it, it he's a guy he's, I want to keep. Yeah. Yeah. He's scheduled for middle of January, January 12th. So he'll be down and, and it'll be fine. It won't be a problem. Um, okay. Let's look here. Let's get into the transfers. The newest one, the newest transfer of the day a spot we had to fill, a spot we had to fill, boys. Long snapper, Mark Langston, transferring in from Georgia Southern. Um, what's he got left to play? Does anybody know? Do we have any of that information like immediately in front of us? That would be really nice. Yeah, so he, he enrolled he, in 2019. So he, 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 last year. Yeah, he's a super senior. He's played four years. Okay. Uh, next on the list, uh, Tyson Lawton. Um, let me... How do I say this? If we liked Justice Savage, I hope we like Tyson Lawton more because that's pretty much what happened. No. So this this for me, what 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 is Josh Henderson? Uh, all around uh, running back. Uh, but he, I mean, he's a bruiser, right? He can't catch on the yeah, backfield. Yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. love him. He's more of a traditional back. Justice Ellison, more of a traditional back. Trent Howland, more of a traditional back. Tyshawn Lawton is a pass catcher. He is your third and long. He led what conference were they in? Uh, he led the conference in catches yes. out of it. Um, it's really only th one thing that he did this past year. He didn't do it at Stony Brook at all, but he did it a ton at JMU. So he is your third and long, like check down screen guy, which we needed. Right, especially if Jalen Lucas doesn't come back, we don't have that change of pace guy. Again, I think Henderson's a three down back, Howland's a three down back, Ellison's a three down back, but you need that small again. He's not, he's five nine. What is he? Five nine two oh five. Five nine so two oh five is what they got him listed at. Yeah. So I mean he's he's not a big guy. Fast as hell. Fast as hell. Okay. The next guy on the list, I, I wish I could say for the end, because I think I'm probably most hyped about this guy. James Madison transfer defensive end. 
Mikel Camara. He's coming over, and again, I wish we were more prepared. He's only a sophomore. He's going to be a junior. So he'll be his junior year uh, coming in off of a season, his sophomore year. He's six foot 265, so under he's undersized off the edge, but I think maybe they can play him. We're going to play, what, a 4-3? Brandon? Yeah, we're going to play a 4-3. So yes. then maybe he's an outside linebacker for us. I'm not sure. But, <clears throat> or maybe a stand-up defensive end type. Seven and a half sacks. Four forced fumbles on the season. I mean, that's that's incredible. I don't care where you're playing. Seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. We haven't had that. I don't know. Casey didn't hit that, did he? But Casey Casey was ki- probably killing him in, in TFLs. But, um, I mean, that dude, that's what we need. We need a, an impact, a fast guy off the edge. That's what he's going to provide. I'm super hyped about it. Um, and he's going to be, be able to stay here for a couple of years and, and provide that for us, too. Um, now we get into we get into the uh, slot a thon, I guess you could call it. Um, if we at, if we could have possibly added another slot receiver, uh, we would be bursting at the seams. I disagree um, with that. What's that? I disagree with that. Disagree. We can't have. We just picked up three slot receivers. Ah, uh, like I would cross, I maybe would, not so much. Yeah, I, I think Cross is an outside guy. Yeah. Um. So we covered this when we hired Coach Sig. Talk about. We literally covered this. Ten personnel is four wide receiver sets. You run a lot of bunch, which you need two slot receivers, and you run a lot of two wide and two wide, two slot receivers. Like, we didn't have a true slot on our roster. We should we should just straight up don't. On our roster, who who was playing that role? Cam Cameron Perry? Cameron Perry. The other person I immediately thought of was, and they've talked about it doing it in the past, was putting Omar Cooper in the slot. Especially now that you brought back McCauley, you've got McCauley and Williams on the outside with Cooper in the slot, right? Now, again, I don't think you see so much of a traditional slot guy that we're used to being, that we've used to seeing, right? We're not used to, we're used to seeing uh, I mean, man, it goes back forever, right? What like Wap Fillier, Jason Harris, you know, small, like little twitchy, like you know what I mean? Wap, not so much. I mean, Whopper was smaller, but um, I think what you're gonna see is more of a built 5'10, 5'11, six foot, uh, you know, more solid slot receiver in there than you are of kind of the, the smaller guys. You could tell me if I'm wrong on that, but that's what I think that he's profiled here, especially with these three uh, recruits. Yeah. So, I mean, again, so another, another thing that 10 personnel, we just got done talking about Tyshawn um, running backs coming out of the backfield is, is very, happens a lot in 10 personnel, um, which I think only helps the, the Hendersons and, and Lawton's of the world you need there for me there was a gap i mean you got outside receivers in in mccully in ej williams in price in cooper we didn't have slot receivers you just brought in two extremely productive ones extremely productive ones at power at power five oh yeah i meant meant cross not price by the way cross is an outside guy but um Wake, a Wake Forest and Texas Tech slot receivers. 
love both of them. Yeah. Miles Price has been a good, like just a, a real solid stat guy. I mean, I've got him here uh six one two thirteen with he had forty seven catches last year and five touchdowns. Or I'm sorry, that was I'm sorry. Again, we yeah. just did the same thing. We did the 43, same. We're getting our miles catches. spelled. And miles with a Y miles, with, miles a y. with an I. So Miles with a Y, Texas Tech Miles, 5'10, 190, 43 catches, five touchdowns. It, it, the dude looks great on film. I mean, really good hands. He made some real tough catches in all the highlights that I saw. Really good route runner. Had great separation against some pretty good defenses. I, it's a guy to be pretty excited about. But again, I mean, how long does he have to play, right? He's got, what, one year? We don't know. Yeah, no, one, one second. Sorry, I, was, I, I have too many. Um, so we have Price. He's got one a, year. Yeah, Price is a super. Miles with a Y is a super senior. Keyshawn is a super senior. Cross, who came from Ohio, has two more years. Two more years, yeah. And he, I'm really excited about him. I think he's got a really high ceiling. Um, Could be a really good guy. But again, we're going to talk about this room in a little bit. It's going to be really hard to crack yeah. that, <laughs> that starting position. But again, we may, we may go deep. We may go real deep into that. Um, okay, I think we've touched enough on those. I mean, guys. you have to go eight deep with 10 personnel. Yeah. And I think you've got 10 yep, legit yep, yep. players that can play. Yep. So, all right. Uh, three more guys on the transfer part, and then we can get into uh, some other stuff. Trey Wedig out of Wisconsin, the transfer in uh, 2020 recruit. He was the number 10 offensive tackle in the country. He was a top 24 or 247 player. Four-star recruit, uh, a 96 out of 100. Uh, transfers in as an 86, right? Who cares, again, what he's transferring in as? What he is transferring in as, he's coming with his, He's coming over to the coach that recruited him, right? With Bob, with Coach Bob, right? It's Bib. 6'7", 318, immediate starter. Immediate starter. So forget your, uh, and don't really forget Josh Sales, because I think he's still available, right? Or did he get picked up? He's still available. Um, but you can forget your Bedford and your Khalil Benson, right? Yep. Throw in Trey Wedig, no problem. Uh, next guy on the list, we're going to jump one, and then I'll let you talk about your your boy here. Uh, Justice Ellison, transfer in from Wake Forest. What do you know about Justice Ellison? Uh, again, I mean, productive. Uh, he he, he kind of serves that three-down role. Um, I think he complements Henderson really really well um again run the running back room is going to be just as tight i really i really really do um to steal a uh a coach speak word iron sharpens iron i mean there's four guys in that uh in that running back room um that are gonna have to fight for carries yeah uh, gun to head immediate starter day one it was oh. I think you gotta go Holland. I don't think you bring him back without being able to retain him. You think Josh? I think it's Holland, Henderson, Ellison, with Lawton as your specialty. You know, third down back. Another quick question: This Ellison, as good as our previous Ellison, different types of Ellisons, right? A smaller Ellison. Probably not. He was. Really I don't good think so. Before yeah. his off the field stuff. 
All right. Next guy. And if you guys can't tell, I'm I am losing my voice. Uh, next guy, Curtis Rourke, transfer, Ohio, 6'5, 231. Hell of a 2022 season. Got hurt. Came literally back end of 20. Like the, it's a the miracle he made back. Yeah. Came back, got hurt in the first game, third quarter of the first game is what I read. And last year's season kind of hampered him a little bit, but he should be good to go. Ready to hit the ground running in 2024. Tell me some Curtis Rourke stuff, Brandon. Because we didn't talk so much. We didn't talk great about him last time, I felt like. Let's six, talk about how good he is. 6'5", laser rocket arm. Right? He can push the ball downfield. What has IU not had since Michael Penix? Good quarterback. The, the ability to throw the ball 50 yards and get an easy touchdown. The Sorry, last, Taven is good. Taven the last three years, IU was not able to take the top off. It either had to be yak or, mm-hmm. or a broken play. Yeah. Roar can push the ball downfield. Yep. When the past three seasons, if it was third and nine, I had zero faith we were picking up the first down because I didn't think we would push the ball down the field. Rourke is going to push the ball down field. Seth just put it in our chat, vertical passing game. He brings an element that we have not blessed Peyton Ramsey. Peyton, Peyton Ramsey was not a vertical passing threat. He, he, he just oh, was so good, though. He brings something we have not had, and that's exciting. In college football, you can't constantly rely on scoring in difficult ways. And that's how IU has played the past few years. You need some easy ones, and I think Rourke can do that. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. What do you want to do? Let's do a quick word. No, let's do our... um... I don't know. We can make this like three seconds. Christmas wish list. Let's give one player that's hanging out there that you really want. I mean, you've you've already said it. You've already what, said it. Phil Dunham? No. Oh, who uh, do you it's, want? It's, it's Josh Sales. I mean, we just need still okay. so much help. I want Phil Dunham back. Yeah, we need, that's, that's another right. area we need help in. For sure. Does anybody know anything about that? Anybody? Know I have not heard possible? a peep. Uh, not okay. a peep about either one of them. What about Jalen Lucas? No. Do you want him back? Is what nope. I'm saying. The number crunch. Look, who 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 in the wide receiver room is he playing over? I don't know. I feel like that ship has sailed, right? Like he yes. he teased it a lot last offseason. Like I, I got all these big offers. No, 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 Tom Allen saved me. I'm staying. I'm staying. And now he left again. I think just like, you know what? When she's yep. left you twice, I think yep. we, the writing's on the wall, right? Yep. Going to leave you a third time. Yeah. Um, you know who will never leave you? One on track club. Wait, Wait you didn't on. say your guys. Yeah, yeah. You neither one of you, you just, guys. You just stared at me. I was Would waiting you... my turn politely. Speak. Uh, I I still want a tight end. Um, and I think there's an interesting connection with the tight end from Ohio who recently entered the transfer portal. Uh, the connection there with Rourke makes a lot of sense. I have no signs there. I just think it's a logical connection to make. Um, so I'd be interested to see if they bring in another tight end who might be a playmaker. I mean, we have seven transfers still potentially coming in. I think yeah. he's definitely could up be there. Is Ohio still, does Ohio still have a game to play? They just played, didn't they? I'm going to look it up. Bobcats. They just played. They, just they did beat, just uh, play. 
just beat Georgia Southern, beat the doors off of them. Um, all right. Well, there we go. So now we'll do the now we'll do the sponsor. Now back to the show. Randos, Randos. Are we using this to do uh depth chart talk or are we? No, I think we'll just we'll push all depth depth chart talk the next week. Depth chart talk. I want to talk Vincent Sneed real quick. Go ahead. Have you noticed him? No. Dude is cruton on Twitter. I saw. I saw he's what undefeated. He said yes. I loved him when we signed him. I've loved him when we've seen him on the field. I think he makes a pretty big impact next year. They've got him listed on this on the link that you sent. They've got him listed as an edge guy. He played a decent amount of interior stuff last year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him as kind of that like hybrid DTDE kind of guy. Vincent Sneed, look out for him. All right, Randos. Perfect. So I got four of them, but I think they're all quick. All quick hitters. Don't do that, Seth. Just because your sack only has two. Um, IU coaches on social media. Love it or shove it? Love it. Like, totally different from the last regime. Like, Can we read the quote? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to read a quote. If you guys haven't seen this, um, I got to find it. Jim Coyle tweeted it out, right? Indiana's head coach, Kurt Signetti asked about how he sells his vision, his culture. Quote, I win. Google me. End quote. He's also said, I'm one of the winning, winningest coaches in the country right now. I think I'm like top seven. This administration wants to win. Tom Allen doesn't say any of that. Nope. Right? Nope. Maybe the last sentence about wanting to win. But he doesn't say any of that. Like, again... To go back to my analogy at the very beginning, which made Seth almost fall out of his chair, Coach Coach Sig has unzipped it and put it on the table for everybody to see. Except I mean, his, recruits, it, at that's the basketball a game. I mean, look what he's saying at basketball games. Yeah, it got Purdue Twitter heated. I mean, that got all the way that got all the way to the head coach. The head coach was even in it. He even hooked the head coach with that bait and pulled him in. I love it. I now, granted, love it. If he goes out and he totally flops, our tone's going to change pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. This is only but, cool while you win. But there's no track record anywhere he's been. You know what I mean? Of him flopping. So he's got to come in, hit it running, back it up. And you know the, the, like the recruits got to love it and the players oh, yeah. got to love it. Um, right? I mean, because that's what they like. That's what they like. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk to people that we may or may not like. Um, the the James Madison fan base. Ugh, all these flavors, and they choose to be salty. Salty. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, it's the first coach that has ever flipped players in the history of the sport. Like, are they funny... the dumbest fun fan base? Like, they might be. The... No, no like, because I did the there. exact same thing last year with Brom. Don't give me this shit. When they yeah, stole like 15 Louisville p- players that's and what coaches. You do. And... Of that's course. What you do. But I was salty as shit, too. Because I'm an immature little baby who don't take my boys from me. Exactly. <laughs> it's 2023. This happens. Don't hate Coach Sig. Hate the. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. um, 
So, so I got I got I got another question on that though. Okay, what I was gonna say was one thing is I've seen some things where uh they have been uh celebrating their new coach bringing in his former players and so our twitter some of our twitter guys shout out i'm sorry i I don't have the tweet right in front of me i would give you a shout out our twitter iu football twitter has got it and has been like what are you guys doing (laughs) what is it pot pot kettle right i mean Mm -hmm. my goodness yeah they're right back on that train they're doing the same thing that they were doing to us right um, another quick thing real quick, and hopefully this isn't what you were going to say. Um, coach Signetti understands he's the villain, right? Yes. Have you seen his quote? I don't his, think I, I his probably quote is, is that speaking on JMU, I know I'm a villain back. I know I'm a villain back there right now. Everybody thinks I tampered with the players. Blah, blah, blah. Hasn't happened. <laughs> they, uh, and then what does he say? Uh, it says it was just about getting James, you guys on campus to see Bloomington. Quote, they believe we're going to win. That's a tweet from Mason Williams. But the <laughs> tampering with players, quote, blah, 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 didn't happen. Like that's 61 year old talk, right? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I bet you did that too with his little head. It's blah, blah, blah. Love it. Love, Love it. it. But let's so- drop it. So my, my question is, because I've seen a lot of this from IU fans on message boards and on Twitter, it's like, are these JMU guys good enough for IU? My God. And my question to them is, say middle of the season, October 7th. I don't even know that's a Saturday. That's not middle of the season. but James Madison versus IU, who's favored? Last year, you're saying? Man, that's I think that's fresh off of our huge victory against Akron. Okay, well, you're, um, you're, you're who say... cares on the date? Like, <sighs> I think JMU is favored no matter what. It Where doesn't are we matter. Playing? playing in Bloomington, it does sure it doesn't yeah, they're, matter. They're favored, I think. My, my, my point is, they were the better team, <laughs> whether that was because of the coach or because of the players or likely a combination of both. Yes, I don't care. It's not about are they good enough for the Big Ten. They're likely better than the players that were on the team. Can I ask you a question? A hypothetical question, right? If you're Coach Signetti and you're you're offering players or asking players or inviting them to transfer over from George Madison to IU, you understand the the difference in level of of opponent, right? Per game, JMU did not play the the schedule we're about to play. He has to know the talent and know and hand pick these players. He's not just allowing his his seventh running back to transfer over from, from James Madison. He's bringing his what number one or, or, or or third down back in because he knows it's going to work here. He's bringing over his defensive end who had seven and a half sacks last year because he knows it's going to work here. Like he's bringing these hand picking the recruits and hand picking these people to come over because all of them will. Right. I mean, unless they've got some like super crazy ties to James Madison, why wouldn't you want to go play at a Big Ten school as opposed to playing at a Sunbelt school, right? Yeah. So he's not stupid. And also, it like it was like, how does he know he's they're good enough? He coached at NC State. Coached him. He coached at Alabama. 
He knows what power five football games look like. Yeah. He's been on the sidelines for these. He is well aware the pedigree of player you need. Two more quick questions. Um, we made the jokes all November, all December. Miffa. It my question to you two is Indiana football fun again? I'm gonna let Seth answer this because I saw a great tweet and I wish I had it right in front of me. I need to save these. Go ahead. I don't know if it's fun yet because they haven't won anything, but it's definitely a hell of a lot more interesting than it was. Um, Tom Allen was just boring as can be. The lack, the back half of that season was so lackluster. There was it was dead on arrival. I mean, we had to do like the funeral pyre for the guy week after week. It felt bad. It felt redundant. It felt necessary. Um, but now there's like a rebirth. There's a freshness to it. So I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. It's it, it's interesting. I'll give you that much. Let me break something down for you. I follow on my personal account. I probably follow just slightly more, slightly more people that are football people, I would say, <clears throat> as opposed to basketball people. But last night was one of the most insane, dumb, blow up Twitter type basketball games I've seen that program play in a long time. Right. And my Twitter feed was full of IU football, everything like this guy's coming, this AI image, this AI image, this AI image from different accounts, not one account doing the same thing over and over again. It's not just our boy, Adam. It's our boy, Hoosier, Hoosier Nate or whatever his name is. Right. And the IUFB hype man, they're all going nuts. And there's a tweet out right now. And I wish I knew who, it's, who I sent it. One of the journalists that covers both the teams where he said, if I told you no, in, in December during an IU basketball game that my timeline was filled with more football stuff than there was basketball stuff, you'd never believe it. And it's, it's insane. The momentum behind the program right now, at least internally, I don't know what it's like nationally. I don't know what it's like really outside of the program is through the roof. There's not a sink. My dad, my dad, who has for years, the last couple of years, has never believed in the LEO stuff. He's never believed. He thought it was a whole high school, a high school coach coaching a college program, right? Everybody said the same thing. He's on board, dude. He, he is 100% like this dude is coming in and he's kicking ass. And that's, that's the stuff that we need. That's what we need. Uh, and, and by the way, I can't believe I'm just throwing this in here right now. You guys have 11 days. If you want to get the, and I'm, I'm pimping out IU right now, 11 days. If you guys want to get the deal, right? You throw in your deposit for season tickets. If you're going to get season tickets, just do the deposit now. $120 a ticket. When you do the deposit before the end of the year, you get two additional tickets for free to any of the first three home games. Now, granted, they're not going to blow your doors off, right? It's uh, FIU, Western Illinois, Charlotte. Those are your first three home games. There's a UCLA mixed in there. That's an away game. But those are your first three home games. You get free tickets to those games. If you just, to two of the three, if you just do the $120 per ticket, deposit now. So get it on. Get on it. Just go to your account and just do it that way. That's it. You have number four, Brandon? Uh, that, so my, my, that was a two-parter. So that's, <laughs> it, that's it for me. I'm, okay. ready, for, I'm ready, ready for the sack. Empty your sack, Seth. 
All right. Um, I've been a bunch of projects. I'm off for uh, for Christmas now. I'm doing some music stuff, clearing out all the CDs from my basement. Um, do you have any embarrassing musical fandom from past or current that you're willing to own up to? I will own up to. I have several Nickelback albums uh, from high school and college, uh, the first two or three of them. And then uh, I am a sucker for uh, Cher and Elton John as well. I have most of their catalogs. <laughs> I can give it to share that. share is one. That's interesting. Um, for me, I, I don't think it's embarrassing. Um, I'm I'm known to to karaoke some of her songs. Um, I definitely listen when I no Avril okay. Lavigne. Ooh, I I had a girl. Love, I had a crush I on her. Love mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne. Oh, I love give me a girl with a necktie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'm I'm always kind of been that like grungy rock punk rock guy. Gosh, and so said, see Levine. you later, boy. Yep. <laughs> Off the top of my head, that's like the first embarrassing one that I'm not embarrassed of, but people may think that's embarrassing. I have two. One of them are I they people that well. are they bands that people are actually going to know? No, 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 no. Come on, that, you can't do your like about any of the music I listen to now. Uh, Backstreet Boys, number one. That's almost like nostalgia. Like I know has recycled to be cool again. The next one is Justin Bieber. Ugh. love Justin Bieber. That's bad. You you I have been since like 08. Like since I've known you, that's yeah. been your jam. Yes. Ugh. Love Justin Bieber. Okay. And he hasn't put out any music really recently. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, you know, his new stuff's good or it doesn't hit. His old stuff, like the really old, like super young Justin Bieber, get that out of here. I don't want any of that. But like the last <laughs> 10 years? No, not 10 years. That's too far. Yeah, the last 10 years or so. Good stuff. Good stuff. And what a guy. What a guy. All right. Uh, that's it? Maybe no, I got one more. more. Yeah, I got two. Two. Uh, worst movie you secretly enjoy. Um, I have two Adam Sandler guilty pleasure ones that are by far Airheads. universally re- reviled. Um, but I will Airheads. defend Jack and Jill, and that's no. my boy all God, day long. Dude. <laughs> You can't. You we have to categorize this. Can we just do Adam Sandler movies sure. that are bad? Sure, sure. Defend a terrible Adam Sandler movie. Go. Airheads. No, that's not a bad. Is that a good, is that, is, that's no, not that's, a bad one. Okay, okay, okay. Let me pump it up. Let me pump it back then. What are you gonna say? Let Happy Gilmore next? Come no, on. that's different. Now that one's like a a universal classic, right? I feel yes. like Airheads is more of a. It's a hidden a gem, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't have to do Adam Sandler. I'll do a different one. It's along the same lines. How about this? One you haven't seen and we've talked about forever. And I feel like your homework over the next seven days has got to be to watch Airborne. (laughs) Featuring Jack Black, Sean Green. uh, I forget who else is in there. I can do that. It's a rollerblading movie centered in Cincinnati, Ohio. Which and is the rollerblading hub of the world, if I Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it is it is great. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And it's ridiculous. I probably haven't seen it in 20 years. And I might watch it here in the next seven days. I might watch it with you. <laughs> yeah. For for, for me, I don't watch bad movies. I, I have yeah. Highest... Well, tell us about tell us about Pop Star, right? Well, that's what I was gonna get. It's it's like... every Andy Samberg movie. I don't think oh, they're bad. If you understand, understand. if you understand sat- satire, like if you like and enjoy satire, 
you will enjoy every Ugh. single Andy Samberg movie. So are you on board with That's My Boy with me? Or Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't hate that one. I just hate Jack and Jill. I think it's an awful movie. Um, and then and then also for you horror fanatics, Cabin in the Woods is also a satire of the <laughs> horror genre. So um a lot Love of that. a lot of people a lot of people just don't understand get satire. They they confuse it with comedy and it's not. It's making fun of things, um, which I like to do a lot. So I'd say any yeah. Adam any Andy Samberg movie and Cabin in the Woods. Those are probably my two two ones. All right. Okay. Cool. Was those are two completely unfootball related questions. Um, next thing on the list says Bragg versus Brandon Colts Steelers bet. We're gonna forget about that. We're we're gonna the listeners didn't forget about it. You guys can tweet at Brandon on that if you want. Uh, the Colts taking home the victory in pretty convincing fashion. Ugly Uh, man. Convincing the fact that the Steelers look really bad right now how did you do mitch trubisky seth how (laughs) how i'll I'll tell you offline okay you you guys drafted him over who everybody mahomes right everybody yeah it's not good that's just he's so bad when you get benched benched for mason rudolph you're bad you're real bad okay moving on uh either way i'm not gonna hold brandon to that it doesn't matter um okay outro we are doing uh this we'll be sure to check out our pod on twitter and instagram uh at happy hour iufb uh make sure you follow our partner at big banter sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as the other 13 soon to be 17 uh top-notch podcasts that cover all of the teams in the conference football and basketball be sure to download rate review and follow on all of our platforms until then what do we say drink up cheers I don't know. Cheers, boys. Peace.